0: Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K Praise, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it, be a part of it. Now, here is your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor.
2: Welcome to. Come Together San Diego. But let me also say welcome to the Align with Zion broadcast, which we present to you the last Saturday of every month with my illustrious, wonderful co-host, on Arena Hyman Kaisman from Jerusalem, from Israel.
3: Hi, We're doing well here. We're just um, sitting with a popcorn watching whatever is <laughs> happening in the world. I think all of us are watching and slowly making, you know, some kind of order of what's happening but it's going well so Hashem is, uh, is faithful and we are very grateful <laughs>
2: when you love the creator of the universe uh, he's got things in control mm-hmm. and when you have that awareness you can kind of sit back and smile a little bit when the rest of the world is going ooh anguish concern you know so this month that we're going to be dealing with and the topic that we're going to be dealing with now uh the upcoming you know the the month of Tevet, the the, uh, 10th month in the Hebrew calendar, but all the other ancillary things that are going on concurrently, we're going to shed some light on that, are we not?
3: That is true. Very much so. Very much so. And uh, we just finished, I mean, our last broadcast included the 10th of Tevet, which is actually just finished yesterday when this, uh, this broadcast is going out. It just happened today. Um, um, go and the 10th of Tibet is a very difficult time Cass, Tibet. as as we know the listeners who have been following our broadcast will know that we've been dipping into the characters of all the months and Tibet is a very dark and difficult month but yes we just passed the the 10th of Tibet very difficult to say right now as we speak what is actually going to happen but we know that the Jerusalem was besieged on that day a uh, year and a half after that, the walls were breached, and three, day, uh, three weeks after that, um, the temple burned. So we need to make sure that we do not see history repeating itself. We know that we are, are in different times, and we're going to see that today, how the process is actually being reversed. But it means that the tenth of Pivet is a very, very um, important month in or date in everything that we see right now because the COVID virus... When it was airborne, or the media picked up on it the first time? Yes. Um, it was reported on the tenth of the vet, so we exactly oh a year afterwards, and we've also learned that a year expires, and then something new happens. It's a step up or down, or wherever this thing is going. Yes, um, so it's going to be interesting. <laughs> I, I have to Let's smile.
2: Uh, on arena, because uh, you you send a little uh, note about where you think we should go in the show, and I I concur. Many times they are uh, parallel with one another. In fact, almost always, and I had to smile because yeah. the first word you have that you want to talk about uh, on regarding the month of Tavet. And beyond is a word called anger. And I, I had to smile because this is a time for, I, I'm a very smooth, easygoing kind of guy. I don't anger very often, but I have been c- carrying a lot of anger and having to deal with it, hopefully properly, uh, it, of late. And I'm going, this is not even my character. But, I, I mean, maybe you know, there's a, there's a stirring going on, and anger is a big part with which we must deal with it as children of God. Would you like to uh, carry that thought through, on Arena Hyman?
3: <laughs> that's very true um cas and not just anger we see frustration we see yes. depression we see people um, really worried and like you said um for those of us um that has i don't want to say lucky but blessed um I understanding think. these things uh, these, these paths that god is taking us there are a lot of amazing beautiful souls that also would that needs to know this that are in complete ignorance and a lot of the pressure can be taken off when you know what's actually happening knowledge is power the second thing is also when you know they say 50 percent of um being able to define a problem is already 50 percent in solving it because at least you know what you're dealing with <laughs> that's so, right so so i really hope that our talks can really help people to to get a grip on things yes. um And meaning having a grip on things is sometimes to let go completely so that you can know that God has a grip on things. Yes, yes, yes. You Um, know, one one of the things, I'm
2: I'm going to remind our listeners of a verse that you and I launch off from very often in the book of uh, Ecclesiastes. And it says that that which was is and that which is Mm -hmm. shall come because there's nothing new under the sun if we realize that god has already given the the battle plan and the uh you know the good news at the end of the battle plan then we can uh, sit back a little bit more and entrust him to not only guide us but uh uh, prepare things before us so that uh, we can be spokespeople on his behalf It's, it's amazing
3: And I I know that the listeners who know their Bibles very well also know that Hashem says, be still, you know. And you have to, in the Psalms it says, roll all your trouble on him and he will take care of it. But that's where we need to know how to do this. Um, And also understand that God is absolutely in control. Um, It's not just a thought. When we see how... He controls and governs his world through these tools that we're discussing. It gives us even more grip on the, on, on the knowledge that God is really and truly in control. So it just helps um, to, to spread the weight a little bit for us yes, yes, <laughs> to deal yes. with it. So yes, we are definitely in the month of anger. And what is happening in this month is actually that there is a too much light. There is a volatile energy that is that is just bouncing everywhere and it gets to you now. The world has been loaded it 's like um, for a whole year this thing has been brewing, and now we 're coming into this month where you 're going to see sparks fly, and you, it, it 's almost like what we saw in Beirut when you know when when a spark hits that factory and everything blows up you oh, don 't yes. want fire close to something so so at least if you know that this thing is coming. You cannot change the character of the month because God ordained this month to be like this. At least you can know what's coming and you can keep your head down, <laughs> and you can and you can make sure that you don't get you know that this month doesn't draw you in. So that's but all of this is very important because if we can learn how to harness the power and the, and the light also, you know that can help us th- There's
2: a, there's a, there's a term that we use in emergencies is called stop. Drop and roll, and the, the Lord <laughs> r- ro- the Lord r- reminded me of this. He says, Stop your own way of thinking, drop, drop. your own in- intellect, and allow Him to take you know take precedence. And roll but, with and, him. <laughs> yeah, but, and roll, listen, and roll and re- repose your load upon Him and delight yourself in the there Lord. You go. I mean, wonderful
3: so, so, uh, that's wonderful, that's where we are right yeah. now. Absolutely, We've got absolutely. about three minutes or so okay, left yes, in this segment, yes, so <laughs> <I> <laughs> what do you want to I do? I see that, and we, we haven't even started yet, but I just <laughs> want to say that uh, we'll, we'll get through this. But um, there um, the are th- three important dates that we've already discussed previously as well. The first is the passing of the Eighth, way. Um, the Torah was translated from Hebrew into Greek. Um, we sh- see now that there is a reverse to this, because people are moving away from the Greek back to the to the Hebrew. And that means that there is a a possibility to enter the depths of Torah again. So that's very, very important. And we know that through the letters of the Hebrew alphabet, God literally created the world, and therefore these letters are embedded into the fiber of creation. So we see this principle. It says in Jeremiah 31, verse 20, you will return the way you went out. So as you went out, you're going to come back. It's the same way. Um... And here we see that it also speaks of the Tiunim, the markers that you have to put um, up. A marker is called Tiyun. It's it's spelled exactly the way that Tion Zion, is spelled. So Zion itself is your marker. And we're coming back to these things right now. So very, very important. The world moves away from Hebrew. We went um, into the shallow waters of um the greek uh language but we're coming back to the depths of of hebrew and god also uh, allowed this to happen because he moved people into the shallow waters so that people could not um, um, corrupt the torah in the hebrew yes but now the time has come to break the safety protocol so that we can go back into the the, the hebrew language and this means that we are this indicates you already that we are entering into a new epoch into a new period of time Um, the problem sometimes is a danger in the middle Um, that um, that mixture when you get into the interim Uh, when you're in a transition and it can be the best explained when you're in a bus in israel when you (laughs) the bus drivers in israel are really wild, and uh, if you want to move from the back of the bus to the front of the bus, you have to use the poles and literally, you know, get yourself from pole to pole. And then when you are in the bus and he takes his turn and you are between poles, you just you, you slide right to the front of yes. the bus. Yes. So that moment where you don't have any hold on anything before you hold on to the next thing that's where we are right now and that can sometimes become a little bit dangerous.
2: Honorina, we're going to talk more about this in the next segment. Sure. But uh, my listening friend, here's the deal. And I appreciate what you said uh, about uh, the the shallow water and the transition from the Greek mentality to the Hebrew mentality. Hebrew. It, ca- it carries so Correct. much more weight. It's kind of like uh, in order to, when you have the uh the shallow water, what it means is a lot of people can wade on in, eat people from uh, all different uh, nationalities and mindsets, but then you, can, then you can instruct them. And then it's okay to go deeper if you've instru- instructed them pr- properly, but they couldn't have handled the heavy stuff right at the beginning. So uh, God, exactly. in his wisdom, gives you the shallow water so everybody can get at least comfortable with the water before you go deep and deeper. In the next segments, we're going to go deeper when on Arena and yes. I... <laughs> Come right back.
0: This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on k More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on k Here's Kaz Taylor. Welcome back, my
2: friends, to the Align with Zion Hour on Arena Hyman on Come Together San Diego as well. On Arena, we kind of set the pace in the previous segment, set the stage, the transition mentality from the, the, the Greek mentality into the uh, Hebrew mentality and all the things that come along with it. And this is uh, particularly pronounced in this month of Tevet. I'm going to hand it off to you and take it from here on Arena.
3: Thank you, Kaz. So, so basically we just spoke about the whole thing of the uh, fasting of the, of the, like you said, from uh, Hebrew to Greek and now we're coming back from Greek to Hebrew. But there is something very interesting because as we are moving into a new time, in a new era, we, we are reminded w- we, Hebrew was actually broken into the language uh, the languages of the seventeen nations, and that was in the time of the um, Tower of Babel of Babel yes. so what happened there basically was it was a one-world order, and it was run by Nimrod, um, and they wanted to build their own tower and rule the world from one place. And actually, I don't know what they were thinking, but they thought that they were going to stand <laughs> well, did, did you say? Wow. Did you say <laughs> that they,
2: they were, they were uh, in, intent upon a one-world order way back yes, in, in the day? Exactly. Well, I mean, my listening friend, are you paying attention to what she's saying? Do you realize the threat in the world today, the same threat? Is uh, before us today. Anarina?
3: But something different is happening, Cass, because previously God scattered things. He just changed the language, Mm -hmm. and everybody went, I don't know what you're saying. (laughs) Now he's doing the opposite. He's bringing Hebrew back. But this is also a sign for you Already that the one world order won't be able to do what they want to do. God is just doing the uh, reverse, um, psychology right now. And, um, <laughs> and we're getting to, we're getting into the depths and the more you're going to get into the depths of Hebrew and in the depths of the understanding of Zion and the, and the Jewish people and God's call and, and, and the way of the, the final redemption, you're going to see that these guys have no chance. I, I say again, I reiterate, they're going to try. But we have entered the time of the feet of iron and clay. And we can see right now through this whole thing of coming back into this era by Hebrew getting stronger and people understanding that God deems people worthy to start to learn, to learn Hebrew because he knows that he's ready. Um, and the whole world will have to have a focus back on Zion, on Jerusalem. And it's going to be uh, a language that everybody's going to speak. And lo and behold, cares. That's going to be Hebrew. So whoever wants to take Hebrew lessons right now, get going because the whole Bible is right there for you to to understand it on a much deeper level. But I'm moving on, Cass. Um, that was the 8th of, of uh, Tibet. Then we have the 9th of Tibet with the death of Israel and Nehemiah. On the 10th of Tibet we have the decision of Jerusalem. And we've been through this, that we're going to have to come back to the basics. Um, you, you're going to have to come back the way that you came. So uh, we saw right now that in modern day, History, Jerusalem. It's not Jerusalem that's besieged; it's the world that is besieged. How are you going to break this this besiegement on the world? You're going to focus back on Jerusalem because that's where the thing happened the first time, and we're coming back the way that we came. So now we have to come back through the besiegement of Jerusalem, back into where Jerusalem was, what God always planned for her to be and we know you and i cash that it's not just going to be the way that it was Jerusalem is finally going to get to the place where the whole world is going to see her beauty and she's going to be vindicated and she will be like a uh, like a, like a, a, a how do we say a lapid a, 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 a torch that is going to shine into the world a praise unto the earth so so that's where we're going right now. And I want to say this, because how do we know that Jerusalem is, again, um, almost being besieged? Is we just saw in, in the news this week, that Sheikh Igrima Sa'id Sabri, who was the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem previously in the times of Yasser Arafat, um, and I just want to say Yasser Arafat is the father of the Palestinians, he was born in Egypt, he died in France, but I don't know how he got to be a Palestinian, but he's the father of the Palestinians. So this guy, the god Mufti of Yasser Arafat, just claimed last week again that there is no connection between Judaism and Temple Mount. It means that Jerusalem basically has no connection to the Bible at all. According to this guy, okay. <laughs> but, then, but, but then I
2: have to laugh <laughs> because then they do excavations, and all the excavations and discoveries point completely in the opposite direction, that the things that were written in God's holy word are actually there and uh, uh, accessible now to prove it. I mean, it's is mind-boggling, isn't it? <laughs>
3: that, that's true, Cass, but what do we do? UNESCO, the World Heritage Foundation, is now telling us to stop the excavations because they don't like what we find, yes. find what, what we are finding, because they know exactly what you said right now. So there is this battle over Jerusalem. Listen, there's been a battle over Jerusalem since the times of the Vet, you know, in the times of the Babylonian and even before the, the Assyrians and whatever. So, so the battle never stopped, but this battle is coming to an end as well. But again, Turkey's um, Erdogan also claimed Jerusalem a month ago, and it is just very funny that everybody making these claims are usually following the followers of the Quran, the um, the book and Islam. And I don't know if the listeners actually know, but Jerusalem is not mentioned once in the Quran. So (laughs) where they get their claims from, I have no idea. But this is where we are at, um, Kaz. And, And now I want to get to the place where you and I have been fighting for a very long time, and that is about to pray for the wholeness of Jerusalem sitting it together um, but you have to, what, you, you, we have that, not
2: been fighting against one another we've been fighting for this point no. <laughs> that's what you're saying we've been fighting we for been, this point we
3: have, been, <laughs> we have been battling for the truth of Jerusalem yes. and w- imagine Taz, we know that the, the seat of power needs to shift now from from the, the places in the world the biggest seat of power obviously in the u s The second seat, I would say, in the U.N. But wherever these seats are, even in China or Russia or whatever, every seat of power has to be dismantled. And all the forces that are being released from those seats will then culminate over Jerusalem. And that's just the beginning, because these are um, divided seats of power, but now it's going to come and it's going to unify over Jerusalem. So that's why listeners need to understand how important it is for you to, to to get to wrap your head around Jerusalem. We see we've seen it in Hanukkah as well. You cannot Hope for anything if your focus is not on the house of God, the physical third temple that will stand in the eternal capital of the world from which God's reign will take place. And all of these things, all, all, all of our discussions will mean nothing if people cannot start focusing jerusalem because jerusalem is the chosen city so um we've spoken about the building of the foundations and you can do that by studying the temple for now until we can actually really build and rebuild the 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 foundations of the temple but also you have to acknowledge that jerusalem um, is the heart of god you have to make an active step can you have a program and you speak more than just this hour to people about Jerusalem. I have the project. We do whatever we can to fight for this cause. But the people listening to this message need to take it as well. They, can, they, they just need to go and tell other people about Jerusalem. They can buy the Zion script and put it up on the wall facing Jerusalem. They, there are so many ways that you can do it, but you have to have an awareness and a consciousness. And every person sharing this message with one other person is already taking this um, this message forward. Yes. And I can understand that not everybody will be able to come here. Not everybody can can visit Jerusalem, but it is not necessary, Kaz. Um, you just have to do what the Bible tells you to do. And it says, if I submit to Jerusalem yes my, i forget my right hand it goes on and it says if i do not put jerusalem above my highest joy that means that in a normal day you're going to have to put jerusalem above you in your thoughts in your awareness not because it's some kind of ancient city mentioned in the bible it is this city of cities that god desires and that he says i will surely come back to this place yes that's why you need to start focusing on yes. that again
2: that's so good on arena and that's that's the truth you know we a lot of times we depart from uh, the faith because the world would have us depart from the faith and everything that we see mm-hmm. all the media many many much of the media and, and the words that are spoken uh, out there in the air are actually are Trying to get our attention totally away from Jerusalem, away from God's intentions, springboarding from Jerusalem and outward, you know, and uh, so, so, so that that's the big battle. We're going to talk more about that in the next segments. Honorina uh, has uh, lit the fuse, <laughs> and you and I, when we come back with Honorina, are going to witness the. Positive explosion of hope and confidence coming soon to a world near you when honorina and I <laughs>
0: <laughs> come
2: right
4: back.
0: You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K Praise. Don't just listen to it, be a part of it at 866 577 2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K com. This is Pastor Jim Heidrich from Firewheel Church, and I declare over San Diego that the goodness of God is going to crash in on you with the weight of his glory because he's moving with compassion. Yes, you believe in Jesus, but Jesus believes in you, and I just affirm you in your call to greatness in Christ Jesus. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Well, welcome back to a burgeoning, busy teaching uh,
2: this time uh, with the Align with Zion Hour with uh, Honorina Hyman in this Come Together San Diego special broadcast. Honorina, we're... uh, Transitioning. We, it seems like we're always transitioning, but in this particular time, from a <laughs> m- month standpoint, the month of Tevet, the 10th month in the Hebrew calendar, transitioning into the 11th month called Savat. And, I, and th- you know, all, all of a sudden, you know, springtime is promising, and all of a sudden, hope is beginning to arise mm-hmm. in people's hearts. And you want to talk a little bit about that and this 11th month coming uh, before us, uh, and I'm going to hand it off to you.
3: Yes, guys. Um, so basically, we have now moved from to vet the anger that's flying around, and that you just have to get your head down <laughs> and and be vigilant. Really, be vigilant that this thing is going to come at you, and and how are you going to um, be able to to resist it? Um, that that's that's going to count for you in in such a, a, a spiritual value that most people don't understand. Anger is one of the worst characteristics that completely destroys your spiritual world. So try to stay away from it. Okay, so now we come to the month of Shabbat. It's a little bit of a breather um, after everything that is happening. We do have to understand that the world in general is moving into more darkness um, before the dawn. So what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to take the light that comes from Shabbat every year and we're going to have to um, harness it as much as we can because we're going to use it and we're going to need it um, in a big way for, for the things that are coming. So and I, when I say these things, Gav, that that things are coming and things are going to get darker, we know this. But I don't want people to 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 lose hope. That's because right. All of these things is, are actually a tremendous sign of us moving to the best times ever and if you look at it that way you will understand that if the darkness comes it's just because you have to get through it to get to to the other side That's the right. side where there is light at the end of the tunnel and where the final redemption is going to come and we will finally live the way that God has intended it for 6,000 years he only prepared us to come into a thousand year reign where we can <laughs> truly live according to yes, her, yes, the way yes. they want so, yeah, you, so you let's, know, just, let's just <laughs> you know, keep keep um, a perspective on yes. this. Thing. Okay, so we're in Shvat, and...
2: Mm-hmm. God, God so, gives me pictures in the middle of your speaking, and I, I don't know any better than to just blurt it out. So let me... It's kind of like, you know, uh, uh, they say... Uh, the, the, it's the darkest hour just before the dawn, but also from, from a healing perspective, if you have a, 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 had a bandage on a wound and it it's time to uh, expose that wound to um, the air and the healing that's uh, related to it, that, yeah. that bandage is painful. <laughs> Ow! But the truth of the matter is that, that uh, slight pain and anguish was actually the stepping stone into the fullness of your hopefulness, the fullness of your healing. And that's where we are right now.
3: It's a good sign. It's a good sign yes. in all of everything that's happening. It's a it's a good sign. I agree. <laughs> yes. So um, the month of Shabbat is where we start seeing a, a change in the in the weather patterns as well. We moving towards spring, but it, it, it's still not there. Shvat sort of brings that, that understanding that spring is on its way. So um, we discussed that in previous uh, broadcasts, yes. so um, our listeners can go back to the podcast on my website to see what we've discussed. I want to, come to, uh, I want to discuss something new, and that is that the letters of Shvat also spell the word Shevet, which is tribe. So this is also a time that we need to understand Uh, the tribal uh, dynamic. And a tribe is basically an extension of Israel and uh, extends into your family. So it gives you a sense of belonging. And we know that in, in the stages and the periods towards the final redemption, the ten lost tribes have to be reunited with Judah and Benjamin. So uh, this is a, this month also carries, because in its letters, it already carries the characteristics also of, of the tribes. Now, it's very important that God didn't decide to bring the light to the world through one man. Otherwise, he would have chosen Jacob or Isaac or Abraham or Moses. Um, He he, he doesn't want that. In his wisdom, he decided that the salvation and the understanding of how he works in his world comes through 12 guys, 12 tribes, and each and every one of them has a different personality, has a different calling, and the, the answer towards the final redemption through which God is going to pour out his presence is through this, Spectrum of personalities and 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 uh, consciousness of, of of different entities, and that's why uh, here we see that uniting very strong individual um, dynamics plays a massive role when it comes to the final redemption. God didn't. Uh, create a world where everything just goes by one person and the way that one person is doing it. There's color in this world. There is there is um, different um, personalities and characteristics, and all of them are very, very necessary for us to um, to move towards the final redemption. So this is very important. You you see that uh, Issachar and Zebulun. Uh, The two tribes had to work together. The one studied, the other one brought in the money for them to study. Asher was producing oil for the Beit HaMikdash. and Gad um, were the guys that fought. They were warriors. And their tribes were very important in the conquest of the land of Israel. So everybody has a specific calling that they need to do. Um, We also know that Israel, when they moved out of Egypt, Very important, because Egypt is the system that God extracted the Jewish people out of. So when he started to move towards the redemption of the Jewish people out of Egypt, out of the current system that they were in, he moved them out in tribes within their legions. So there's a specific order, and truly I believe that we're going to start seeing people move towards um, tr- tribal understandings more um, as they come back because we're waiting for our ten tribe brothers to, to be reunited. So <laughs> this, whole thing, <laughs> this whole thing got um, really disrupted when the two kingdoms split and we lost um, ten of the tribes. So all of this is coming back. So, yes, um, Zion the word Zion is not just Jerusalem. Zion, uh, the daughter of Zion, and many times God refers to Israel as Zion itself, not just the place. So, if you want to align with Zion, if you want to align with the Jewish people, you have to understand that it's also an alignment with uh, the Jewish people as a as a unit, but in their diversity. And I just want to end off with this, because we see in Psalm 122, it says. Um, it's, it's a psalm that speaks about, pray for the for the peace of peace, Jerusalem. Yes. But just before we get to that, you will see that it says there that, to which the tribes would make pilgrimage, the tribes of the Lord. So here it says, Shifteya and Shvatim. And the Bible never makes a mistake when something is repeated, because we have two things here. Shifteya is actually the heavenly tribes, because every tribe on earth has a heavenly tribe in heaven, and these things correspond. And that's when you come to Jerusalem, when you come to the thrones of um, David, when you come to the Bet to the temple, the tribes came. But as you move physically, the tribes, the heavenly tribes, move with them. So, so this whole order needs to be restored, and there is a there is a tremendous. Um, opportunity to fix that within the month of Shvat, where this thing will start to awaken within the people again.
2: Wow, wow, wow. You know, you said it, and I I want you, you, my listening friends, to pay heed to this. In in God's provision, in, in God's way of communication, uh, and in the Hebrew language, in particular, there are no mistakes. They each, you know, each, each word, each letter have major significance. And when you put them together, they can uh, enlighten and embrighten you even more. So we're talking about this eleventh month in the Hebrew calendar, Shabbat, but it also ties in with the uh, the term. Tribe, which ties into the family and things like that, but you've got so much more to share about this word and the derivations of this word that it's going to blow your <laughs> mind, my listening friend. When arena starts um, digging into the original Hebrew and aligns this with things uh, that God wants us to know from the yesterday for today and even for tomorrow, On are you game for this uh, in the last segment? Let's go for a <laughs> Okay. My listening friend, I hope you're uh, thrilled and enticed and uh, wait till you hear what Honorina has to share with you when she and I come right back.
0: More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the last segment of this
2: Align with Zion Hour. Honorina has some surprises for us, and I'm going to hand it off to her so she can close this final segment and uh, give you a lot of hope and uh, revelation.
3: So, yes, we just spoke about how the Hebrew language can show us also the character of the word itself and um, how it can teach us about... Uh, the potential and the dynamic of, of such a word. We also know that Adam, when he had to name the animals, God gave him the merit to, to name the animals and he named them obviously through the same letters that God created every animal. So it is amazing to see how the Hebrew word uh, language actually works. So Hebrew, usually you can break it down into three letters. And those letters, if you interchange one letter with another letter that's close to it, it keeps the character, it, it, it's sort of a neighbor dynamic of, of the previous word. So, so that's very important. It explains also uh, a plethora of things when it comes to looking at different words used in the Bible and how certain things can be interchangeable. In the specific word of Shvat, we can interchange the tet with the tav. And the moment when you do that, it's not saying Shabbat or Shevet anymore, it says Shabbat. Shabbat. So here we can see, so we can see right now that Shabbat is also hibernation, it's also the time of gestation where a baby is being formed, and it's in a very kind of a preparing a rest period where it, it's getting prepared for the world so that's exactly what we also have in shabbat and in the month of Shvat. um so so we can see that shabbat is to rest and we discussed this before in one of our previous um um, broadcast that it also means to return to the natural and the original state. This time we're not just going to return to the original state. When we put everything together and we take everything that was broken and we build built a whole new vessel, it's going to have a completely different state It's a higher value than what it was before. Why? God could have created anything from the beginning, but it is through our partnership that we can now bring this to a much higher level. So so that is also, therefore, that Shabbat always means that you come back to your original state. You go out to work for six days, but you have to come back to that rest. And also, all the work that you've done in six days then gets sanctified on that Shabbat. You basically tie everything down. And you tie it um, up with a rope that goes into heaven, and you send it up, and you say, Hashem, I have worked these six days. Now I am offering it up to you. And whatever you have done, I hope it was good things, because otherwise it cannot be sanctified. But yes. all the things that you have done in your work for Hashem, in your worship to Him, then get sanctified. So um, we also know that God did not create the Shabbat, it's by Him abstaining from work that the shabbat came into into being and we have the the jewish sages teach us and this is very important Kaz. the jewish sages teach us that almost every time when god went into war for israel he came out of the shmita which is the the seven year cycle yes. so he, he came out of the shmita and he came out of the shabbat so the shabbat that finishes the Shemitah he from there God rose and he started to do the battles of Israel so it means that even God stands up out of his rest and then he starts battling now it's interesting because we know that Israel is now in its 73rd year there is another uh, these years are going to play itself out in the 77th year which is like three or four years from now but uh, it is out of such a risk that God stands up and he starts fighting for Israel and for the Jewish people. And it means that this is a safety mechanism for you. Um, I just want to make sure that the listeners understand this very well, so I'm going to reiterate this. Yes, As you learn to disconnect on Shabbat, that is the very thing that helps you to disconnect from the... Um, outdated current system that we are in because we know that we need to disconnect from the system. The system is now going to be challenged. The system is already outdated. The system is trying at at the end of of its power. The system is going to try to encroach on everybody and try to hold them because it doesn't want the people to go. But As you learn to rest on Shabbat, as an orthodox Jewess, I have to switch off all my things, my phone, (laughs) my computer, my everything, my food is cooked, Um, it it warms up at a specific time, everything is ready. I just walk through my house and I get ready and I do all the things that I can focus on God. But there is nothing that I have to plug into any system at that stage. And this is what people need to understand, as you disconnect, as you learn how to shabbat helps you to disconnect that is the tool and key through which you will learn how to disconnect from the worldly system because otherwise it's going to drag you into it when it goes down yes so 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 it's it's such a precious uh dynamic that we have right there I,
2: yes uh, you, know, I, 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 I lo- you know i i i love you know i can tell you for absolutely true that uh, anytime it's a Shabbat period of time, Honorina uh, is just totally not ava- available. I know she's unplugged, <laughs> but I know she's also spending a lot of knee time uh, with the creator of the universe and he's downloading stuff to her so that he can download stuff through her. And that's what I see when we come together here. And Honorina is one of the most wonderful Orthodox Jewish teachers that I know. I'm a Christian. She's an Orthodox Jew. And the common denominators are so remarkable. And then in your heart of hearts, you need to reconcile what all this means between you and the Creator. I think that's where God wants us to be, talking about, you know, the ten tribes coming back, the lost tribes and things like that. This is all part of the last day's picture, and Honorina is kind enough to help us paint that picture. Honorina?
3: Thank you, Cass. And the dynamic that we learn here is... You sometimes, also with the Israelites in the desert, it was in the wilderness, sometimes when God says move, you move. When he says sit down, you sit down. When he says (laughs) fight, you fight. You have to know what, what that is. Now, when it comes to the Jewish cycles, it keeps you on your toes. Sometimes you have, for the whole year, you have to eat bread. Seven days, you cannot eat bread. It's the most evil or the most... Unconscious thing in your house, you you have to um, kick it out of your house, and then the same that we have with Hanukkah, we have Shabbat, and then we do a, a little ritual not a little ritual, a very strong ritual that, that separates the dark from the light and Shabbat from the six days of work, etc., etc. Yes. And every time we have to say, this is where this border is right now, I'm about to step into another thing. And we have to do it on a weekly basis, and that keeps you on your toes. That when God says, right now, I want you to disconnect, you go, I know how to disconnect because I've been learning to do it um, on a weekly basis. And yes. not just on a weekly basis, even within our day's, we have these things according to the Torah that you have to be able to differentiate. So yes, um, uh, Kaz, Then I just want to say uh, the 15th of Shvat is Tu and That is where we literally go, going into a mo- much more lighter. Um, feeling and that's also when God says, I'm about to bring light into this world and the trees are now being saturated so that they can bring about produce. But there is a very, um, intimate link between the 15th of Shvat and the 15th of Adar, the month after that, which is in uh, the time of Esther, and exactly a month after that, the 15th of Nisan. And we're going to start hopping on those dates, so we will discuss that in our next uh, broadcast. Yes. So just to sum, uh, um, sum up, keeping it safe in the times coming, you're going to have to um, I- involving the, the return and the ret- restoration of the divine order, you have to understand that you have to have your eyes on Zion. Zion is not just Jerusalem. Zion is the chosen people, the Jewish people, the people of Israel. And with that, you also have the chosen times, like Shabbat and the Chagim and the festivals. Um, And these things are the safety mechanisms. If you can have a consciousness of it, if you can have an awareness of it, if you can have an active a consciousness of that, that can help you to focus and move into the arc that will carry you through the time <laughs> that you are in.
2: You know, Honorina, I, do, I I love your analogies, but they're more than analogies. They're word pictures <laughs> that are... Uh, Hebrew in nature, and uh, these are word pictures that you find when you look into the actual uh, the Hebrew alphabet, and when you put the alphabet together, they, they have word pictures, they have number pictures, they have, uh, <laughs> you, you know, they have... Prophetic pictures. I mean, it's it's remarkable. It's kind of like, my friend, because we're winding down for this broadcast, but it's kind of like God has given us dress rehearsals all along the way, and they're in the Hebrew language, and they're in the feasts and festivals, and they're in the days and the months, and those different signs like that. And when we start to understand that God's been communicating uh, to us, from the womb to the tomb, <laughs> it changes our dynamic doesn 't it so honorina we 've got more to do in future shows, but my listening friend, what a great honor to have Honorina with uh, uh, me on this broadcast, and that uh, I can broadcast through her podcast. Uh, in Israel as well as the United sure. States. What a wonderful thing. My listening friend, uh, it's time for us to say so long now for the uh, Align with Zion Hour, but on and I will deal with this on future shows as well. I have more coming in the next segments, so don't go away, on Thank you, and God bless you.
0: This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on k More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. KPRZ San Marcos Poway and K29CR Encinitas, FM 106.1, North County, AM 1210, San Diego, K-Praise. I'll
4: tell
0: Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise.
2: Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to this stupendous, remarkable, amazing Come Together San Diego broadcast. This is a special component right here. Uh, We're actually uh, communicating from San Diego and Israel as well with a newfound friend there. His name is Adam Eliyahu Berkowitz. He's a journalist for the Israel 365 News Uh, with the editor, Rabbi Tule Weiss. Uh, Someday I'll get to meet that person as well, and I'll be thrilled. Hey, Adam, how are you? Hi,
1: thank God. Everything's wonderful.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what I thought we would do to begin this uh, hour together is, you know, Scripture says in Joel to blow the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm in God's holy mountain. And uh, if there ever was a time to blow an alarm, I've been watching the news of Israel. I've been obviously glued to the news in the United States as well. And this is a time where that shofar blast is appropriate. So if you will indulge me, Adam, I'll do that. And then we'll begin a remarkable interview together because I know the creator of the universe has great things for you to say and share. We want to hear about that and uh, see how the Creator of the universe, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, wants to tie these things together. So I'm going to blow a shofar blast here, Adam. Then we're going to begin. This shofar blast is called the Yam Teruah, the Yam Teruah blast. And uh, then Adam and I will begin. <laughs> don't you just love the show far but many of my christian friends aren't really sure what that means but uh, stick with us you will find out so adam you uh, are doing mm. some thing you know I, we were laughing a little bit before we started the record button here and you you write prolifically for the israel 365 news it used to be called breaking news Uh, Israel. Uh, Uh, Yes, but uh, the name has changed because I think it's more appropriate, Israel 365 News. And uh, uh, one of the things, my listening friend, you'll appreciate as you go to this, uh, as you do a search on this, Israel 365 News, you'll discover that these guys uh, have the anointing to be able to identify things that are going on now and apply the Tanakh, the Old Testament Scripture, to it, and that's how they begin their articles. So that's innovative, isn't it, Adam?
1: It's innovative and surprisingly easy to do. <laughs>
2: especially once
4: you, now.
1: Once you start looking for it, it yeah, especially now, it's, it's all right there. As a matter of fact, I think people who don't see current events, if you get too into the politics and the science and the this and that, then you really cannot understand what's going on. Exactly, you, you have to see it from a prophetic angle. Exactly. Um, otherwise, it's just a. Otherwise, it's just
2: a mess. You know, it reminds me in the book we call Ecclesiastes. Uh, it, it says in the chapter one, it says the things that were are, and the things that are will be, because there's nothing new under the sun. And you really take that uh, that verse uh, seriously, don't you?
1: Oh yeah. Uh, is it okay if I bring up uh, what we were talking about before? Um, just before the sure. Broadcast. Sure. Uh, there was on, on Monday night, as everyone knows, um, this is Hanukkah. Uh, the, the, it's inc- inaccur- inaccurately called the Festival of Lights, but it's, it's we're celebrating the victory of the Seleucid uh, uh, Empire, um, the victory of the Maccabees over that. Yes. And we light candles um, or, more accurately, oil. Um, but if you don't have oil, you have candles. And so a, a delegation from the from the United Arab Emirates and Bahrain um, came to Israel. And they were at the Western Wall at the Kotel, and there's every single night there's a ceremonial lighting of a very large um, uh, Hanukkah menorah. And these Arabs in full Arab guard, uh, Jalabiyas, kafiyas, and the women wearing uh, hijabs, um, devout Muslims lit the menorah at the Western Wall. (laughs) And this... This is the coming together of Isaac and Ishmael Yes, um, when they came together for their father Abraham.
2: The, the, this, the, this... the, funeral, the fu- funeral,
1: right? Correct. It was at the funeral that they came together. And according to the Midrash, according to Jewish tradition, um, it lists that first Isaac went in and then Ishmael. And um, as the older brother, Ishmael, should have had the honor of going in first. But we learn from this that, that Yishmael gave, uh, Kavot gave honor to Isaac by allowing him to go in first. And he gave him the honor because he recognized that Isaac was holy and um, a true servant of God. My, my, my. Um, and, and And we have an expression, um, uh, the deeds of the father is a sign for what will be with the son. Yes. So here we saw the Bnei Yishmael, the children of Yishmael, showing respect to the Jewish holiday.
2: Mm, my my my.
1: And I'm, i I saw it and okay I know the news I know that we have the, the the Abraham Accords and everything but to see Arabs in full garb, devout Muslims lighting the menorah at the Kotel, I just thought it was. I showed it to my wife. She's like, "Where is that?" And I'm like, "It's at the Kotel." She's like, "No way!" It was <laughs> crazy. It my, was my, my. crazy
2: my listening friend my listening friend let me let me remind you of this, this program is a uh Pre-recorded, it will be broadcast on the twenty-sixth of December. So, some of these things that he's referring to Hanukkah-wise, uh, understand that uh, we've got a little little time difference between the time this was recorded and the time it's going to be broadcast. But you're exactly right, Adam. And things are happening so quickly. You know, you're. <clears throat> I, I need to. By, I, by, by the time this comes out, something <laughs> even more amazing will happen. <laughs> I'm guaranteed. I have no
4: idea what
2: it is. I know it too. <laughs> but my, I, I've got pardon me, Adam, I need to brag on you just a moment here. I have been tracking Adam Eliyahu Berkowitz for years now, and he and uh, what is now known as Israel 365 News, are a source. If you want to know what's going on in Israel now, but it ha- how it relates to things in the past, I really encourage you to go to their site, Israel 365 News, and track them. But uh, look up my friend, Adam Eliyahu Berkowitz. Every time I see an article coming out from uh, Israel 365 News, just to look at the headline and the, and the topic, I go, hmm, Adam wrote that one because <laughs> I know your style. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Even from a political level, um, people, religious people um, of any religion um, understand the power of the word. And from, even in politics, I'm very careful about the phrases I use. Um, for example, we put the word Palestinian in quotation marks because Palestinian is a made-up
5: nation. Yes, yes.
1: And, for example, um, I recently wrote an article that I was very happy. I was really I was giddy. Um, ben Shapiro cited and the reason it had to do with um, with uh, Rashida Tlaib, and oh, I'm sorry, not um, Rashida Tlaib. It had to do with with um, Biden's choice in um, one of his yeah, cabinet
5: the the
2: cabinet members,
5: please.
1: And she she, <laughs> she was she was in quotation marks, pet a Palestinian, and like Rashida Tlaib, I wrote, and this is how I referred it to Rashida Tlaib, the daughter of Israeli Arab immigrants to America. And he was very careful to quote that, and I think rightfully so. Because if you use words, for example, saying occupied territories, even West Bank, exactly. It is Judea and Samaria. Yes. So so these words are very important. And if you want to remain true to the Bible. You have to use the
2: proper words. And wouldn't you say, Adam, that one of the strategies of those who are against God and godliness would be able to redefine what words mean for their own purposes?
1: Oh, absolutely. They redefine it. It's subjective. It's totally objective reality. They're trying to change the truth because they see themselves as the creators of reality.
5: Ah, yes. Yes, yes. But
2: I I have to laugh... Go ahead, go ahead.
1: I refer to the Bible because I refer to the Bible because that's where God established reality. He created the world. We see it in the Bible. The blueprints are there. Yes. The instructions are there. So that's the book I refer to.
2: Absolutely. And I have to laugh, at Adam, because with all the excavations that are going on now, the discoveries think, in the excavations really point to the validity of Scripture, and some of the ones who don't want to uh, agree with the validity of Scripture, they don't know what to do with that, because, I mean, it's been in the ground for thousands of years.
1: There's a huge... Um, there's a huge uh, Division within the archaeological world in Israel, and it's divided on political and religious lines where there are there are um, there is one in particular archaeologist who has been for years trying to deny the
2: existence of King David.
5: (laughs) Especially with the discoveries
2: now. I mean, how can you deny that?
1: That he is still trying to. He's trying to say, oh, the David that, that we find in archaeology was not the David of the Bible. Oh I'm like, oh, he was, what, the same name? But it is a serious, um, it is serious division. Little by little, um, more and more archaeologists are coming over, um, and not religious ones, who are acknowledging that the Bible is, a, I mean, it's Israel. The yes. Bible is a guidebook for archaeologists. And I've heard some amazing things from archaeologists.
2: But we've really set the stage here. And so uh, what I'd like to do in the, the remaining segments, if you'd be so kind, um, Adam uh, Eliahu Berkowitz, is to... Uh, Um, As we come back from the break, I'm going to ask you to talk about some of the articles that you have been stirred to to write and how they apply today and yesterday as well. And my listening friend, uh, get ready, because Adam Eliahu Berkowitz uh, with the Israel 365 News, and I will be right back.
0: This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPraise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Race with Kaz Taylor.
2: And back again, my friends, and we welcome my co-host for this hour, Adam Eliyahu Berkowitz, He's a journalist for Israel 365 News, and you can check that out by just doing a simple search, and you'll find Israel 365 News. Look for articles written by this guy, Adam Eliyahu Berkowitz. He, you know, he feels like he's in his time right now, and I believe that he is as well. Isn't that right, Adam?
1: <laughs> you know, people used to question and say, "What are you doing? You're writing crazy stuff." I haven't heard that in a year and a half. No one questions anymore that we're
5: prophetic time. Well, well, let's let's visit you some know. of the
2: articles. You know, one of the things I love doing as I said in the earlier segment, when I see an article in uh, Israel Israel 365 news, I and I can just tell by the content and the headline, I know many times who wrote it and many of them point to this guy Adam Eliyahu Berkowitz. So you've been writing stuff and you you're writing what like maybe four four articles a day or something like that. So what's
1: Yeah, the, it's It's getting out of hand. (laughs) Well, do do you
2: remember an article that you wrote about um, uh, will any Biden inauguration kickoff, will it uh, stir the uh, messianic era, according to the book of Daniel? That was a heavy—when I saw that uh, that headline, I go, Adam, what are you doing? What Mm -hmm. are you saying? So I had to read into it. And, you know— the, the elections in the United States, as I look at them going on right now in government, Adam, there are similar uh, tribulations and challenges going on in Israel concurrently. My listener friend, you need to be aware that uh, the things that are going on in Israel are also happening in the United States. So I'm going to yeah, hand it to you, Adam. There's
1: a very deep connection going on, and, it's, and that's actually not political. That's, um, that's actually a deep spiritual connection between America and Israel, that's very personal for me, clearly, obviously, since I was born in America and moved to Israel. But I think it's a very deep uh, comment on what America is in its essence. Um, so, yeah. Oh, oh, I'm looking at the article you mentioned. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That in the end of the days, there's going to be a, a which is not necessarily a good thing that uh, Biden is going to be um, is going to be kicking off the. The redemption.
2: Well, but Not the redemption. but the other piece of the equation I need to add here because I'm a, I'm definitely in the camp that believes that God uh, can do the miraculous things. In fact, now so more than ever before, there's too many Bible precedents to see that happen in the life of David, in the life of uh, Esther, mm-hmm. and Mordecai. So I'm saying it. it which and I, I kind of take the attitude of Meshach, Shadrach a and that is uh we'll go into the fiery furnace and uh god can pull us out of this or if he chooses we can we can we can not but just know that we're not bowing down and worshiping your god <laughs> so right. I, i'm gonna hand uh, it to you that's
1: something that we actually have in common that <clears throat> that you I, I and I don't know it inside i don't know the actual verses but the Christians speak about um, the end of days being a selection of uh, goats and sheep. Is that, is that correct?
2: Goats and sheep, yes. The div- dividing of the goat and sheep nations. I think it's in Ezekiel, too, or uh, one, of, one of the Old Testament uh, prophets we, I we read just recently. A,
1: we actually have a Mishnah that says that expi- explicitly there are a law. The, the Mishnah, which is part of the Talmud, which it says that um, the reason why Elijah the prophet precedes um, the Messiah is he is going to say to those people who pushed their way in, he's going to say, no, 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 no. You are, do not belong on the inside. You go out. And all the people who got pushed out, ooh. he's going to bring them in. That, that uh, We have that explicitly ooh. written. And that brings
2: chills to my heart, I can tell
5: you.
1: It, it does to me, too, because it's like you see these people and you think, you know, so what kind of crazy alliance is this that, the United Arab Emirates and Israel, and even, um, I grew up in America, if you had told me that there would be Christians coming to Israel saying, we love Israel, I would have thought you were crazy. My, my. And, and we're seeing that so much these days, not all Christians, but of course not all Christians. And at the same time, and it, it, it pains me to see this, I'm, I'm seeing Jews turn their back on Israel, something I have ne- and. And it's not something I report on much because it's so painful for me mm. um, that there are Jews who are turning their back on Israel in a way that is absolutely unprecedented. When I, I grew up, it, mm. it doesn't matter, Orthodox, conservative reform, Jews all yes. stood with Israel, and that's not Whew. the case anymore. And I think what we're seeing is we're seeing sheeps and goats, we're seeing, as I said, you know, who's on the inside, who's on the outside. And yes. it's not according to the external appearances. That's right. And that's why that's why we're becoming so polarized. Yes, people. It is God
2: is testing our heart. Yes. You know, and one of the things. Go, go, go ahead. I, I'll make a point after the And conclusion. he wants to see which which side we're standing on, and it's not the side that you appear to stand on.
1: You can you can go to synagogue every day. You can go to church all the time. You can you can read all the books. You can do what you want. But when it comes to testing your heart. Israel is really the litmus test. It's not because it's such a great country. It's not because Jews are wonderful. It is partly because the, the Bible is wonderful.
2: <laughs> yes, oh, absolutely.
1: It's really, it really says so much about, so much it oh Yes. If you love Israel, you can make a lot of assumptions. The person comes and says, I love Israel. Well, I don't have to ask them about abortion. I don't have to ask them about, you know, forbid trans issues. Yes. I don't have to ask them a lot of things.
5: Yes. Because they've
1: already, they aligned, they've already aligned
2: with the Torah.
1: They've aligned with the Torah. They've aligned with God. They've aligned with family. They've aligned with life rather than death. They've aligned with, 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 with creation in the world and not with ego and personal temporary pleasures. Yes, I know a lot about the person from that one thing.
5: So l- let's carry
2: that headline uh, further and get your insights on this. As I mentioned to my friends just a mo- moment ago, there uh, I'm one of the people that are you know, I'm. Believe in that God is going to do some super, super miraculous things, as in um, as the same reason that uh, you and we celebrate the Hanukkah and uh, and the lighting of the the candles. Uh, there's there's a miracle at hand, and we're in the time frame for that. But anyway, why don't you speak a little bit about the article that was entitled "Will Biden uh, inaug- Inauguration Kick Off the mes- Messianic well, Era?" Well, that, that one to was actually
1: um, I, was, I was I was pretty much. Um, writing about a, a gentleman. He has an English blog. His name is Uranian Yaakov. And he's an Orthodox Jew. Um, and he's very smart. And he, and he was, um, he was talking about, um, he had calculation. Oh, yes. Uh, and, and he said that in Isaiah 2620, um, it says, hide but a little moment until the anger, mm-hmm. indignation passes away. And in the, in indignation in Hebrew is za'am, that's God's anger. And he says that this is referring to um, the the shutdowns, the, the quarantine, and the Zam is the coronavirus, which oh is the manifestation my. of God's anger. And we also see the word Zaam anger in the book of Daniel. My. And in Daniel chapter eight nineteen, 19, um, he says that's when that's when the end is gonna happen. So we see that the coronavirus on that level is is signaling the end of days. Yes, yes. Um, and
2: is it maybe? And, uh, maybe I read that. Does he? Does he also do the comparison between the coronavirus and the word crown and identify it with false crowns? I mean, is that the same article?
1: Um, not sure. did he do that in this? But uh, so many people have yes. seen that, <laughs> and it's such. a—I mean, we've in Israel had four, we're, we're, we're up for our fourth election in two years. OK. Yes. Um, fourth election in two years. America. I when have we had a time like this where just, you know, you have an election and you don't have a government. You don't know who's the government. Um, wow. So Corona and this and this problem with. With rulers, as is implied in the name Corona, which means crown They're, they're they came the coincidental. They happen at the same time. And that is preparing us that if we, we needed to break the paradigm of, of kingship, of crowns, of mm-hmm. rulers, mm-hmm. we needed to break that paradigm in order to recreate from, from the ground up the paradigm of
5: rulership. Yes.
1: Rather than try to fix something that's broken, we needed to recreate from...
2: from the ground up the concept of the Davidic dynasty oh i love it adam let me uh, i I can hardly contain myself and in the book of isaiah i believe and it identifies the uh, upcoming rulership and it says the government shall be upon his shoulders and so the issue is whose shoulders is the government on now and if there's going to be a transition what does it look like
1: yeah, <laughs> that is the question. Uh, I mean, I, whenever I get a question like that, you know, when, when when you when you throw a ball in the air and it goes up and then it comes down, that's the laws of nature. But when you throw a ball up in the air and it just hangs up there, power—that's <laughs> that—that's God's finger holding it up, and yes, that's yes. when
2: things get a little bit uh... intimidating. So, my my listening friend, I, I guess you can see that uh, when we, when Adam and I were talking about the content of the show, he goes, "How do I restrain myself?" And I said, "Restrain yourself." Let her go. So uh, this is, uh, I'm allowing Adam Elihu uh, Berkowitz to let her go. And we are going to continue this conversation on the other side of the break. Uh, Adam uh, is with Israel 365 News and Come Together San Diego. And guess what? We will be right back.
0: You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Race. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K Praise.
3: This is Judy Ross, co-pastor of Cloud9 Worship Center. San Diego, I am declaring over you, you are the southwest gate of this nation. And through you will pour abundance and greatness and the glory of God. That's what you were created for.
0: Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on praise Here's Kaz Taylor. Hello, my friends. Back in, You know, I knew this uh, hour was going to go
2: beyond compare as far as quickness got to uh, Adam Eliyahu Berkowitz is my co-host for this entire hour and we're already delving into the second half of this hour and uh, I, during the breaks I tell Adam to go for it and so I've hand him, handed the baton to him earlier and I'm going to hand it to him now there are a lot of things going on in Israel a lot of things going on Adam in the United States a lot of things going on where the Jews are having to revisit what they thought they knew and definitely from a Christian perspective many people are going to have to revisit what they thought they knew as well. But the good news is it's always going to go back to God's word. Handing the baton to Adam Eliyahu Berkowitz. Go for it, Adam.
1: Yeah, you actually read my mind. Um, the big message these days when it comes to what we were talking about before about the, the sheeps and the goats, or as I was talking about, you know, where are you? In, uh, the rules are out of the door. We are, the end of days is are totally new rules. A totally new reality, and we're seeing that reality change in front of our in front of our eyes. Things like as simple as if you have an election, you should have a government, and that didn't happen. Yes. Things like when we grew up, um, a man was a man and a woman was a woman, and now you have people contesting that. So, even I think one one point that's incredibly essential is what's going to happen between Jews and Christians. Yes, and I think that I have had to relearn that the Christians I grew up with. And what I thought about them was, was absolutely incorrect, and it's even more incorrect today when Christians are changing, Jews are changing, and the world is true. My,
2: my, can I just share one thing with you here? Sure. Because uh, I, I, I pay close attention to some of the... Uh the teachers of Torah, and one teacher in particular, I'm not going to mention this person's name, but made a comment and used the phrase, the righteous Jew. And he made a comment that uh, I want to share with you and get your insights as well. You know, Mm -hmm. we, we, you know, a lot of the rabbis and things like that, the terminology of righteous Jew is uh, first and foremost in their heart and mind. And this person posed the comment, he says, righteous Jew, the question is, are all Jews righteous are all the righteous Jews, you, you know what I mean? And so I, to me, I'm going, mm-hmm. that was a very interesting point of view because righteousness, you know, the righteousness of Abraham and things like that, that, that that's a different story than, you know, uh, the letter of the law of uh, here's my tribe, here's my, here's my, uh, or in, from a Christian perspective, here's my denomination. The truth of the matter is where is your heart? God is really interested in your heart, and so I'm going to let you Absolutely. use that as your springboard. If you'd be so kind, Adam.
1: Yeah. So, so um, I, you, you talk about that. But obviously, the person was very learned in the in the in the in the serious literature that that Jew has to know. Yes. Um, I, I, I occasionally refer to myself as a as a <clears throat> as a Torah roots Jew, um, or, or Bible or Jewish roots Jew or Bible roots Jew. Um, the reason being because um, Jews have to realize this, and Christians have to realize this: that the Judaism of today is not the Judaism of the exile. Judaism has gone through massive transformation since, just by virtue of Jews coming back. Yes, to
2: and let me let me just intercede um, here and just say the Christianity of today is not the Christianity of the seminary.
1: Yes, and it's fascinating to me. One of the reasons, one of the things we have to pay attention to, is that not only was Israel transformational, the the, the reestablishment of Israel transformational to Jews and Judaism, even on the basic um, legal Torah legal issues are are being challenged in ways they've never been challenged before.
5: Mm.
1: Um, but I, I think even it's been transformational to Christians.
5: Oh yes. Well,
2: and it has to be, it has to be because me, and I don't, uh, we've gotten it wrong for too long, Adam, we've gotten it wrong for too long.
1: Um, you've gotten a lot of things right, <laughs> and Judaism got a lot of things wrong. Yep. And Jews who stay in America are clearly getting something intensely wrong. Mm. And not all the Jews in Israel are into it, and this is a process. Mm. I'm watching the process. Uh, Orthodox Judaism changing in, in the 28 years I've been here, um, These are, and, and there is going to be a connection between Jews and Christians, and it's not going to be a, Chris, a connection of the Christians of yesterday with the Jews of yesterday. It's going to be a connection of the Jews of tomorrow Christians
2: of tomorrow. Ooh. I noticed my friend, he didn't say the Jews of today and the Christians of today. He says the Jews and the Christians of tomorrow, because God is in the process of changing our whole framework of understanding. It's called going deeper. Yes. Wow. Continue.
1: Yeah. So so you have to throw out the old rules of what you thought would work. Um, for Jews, that's incredibly
2: difficult. It oh, has to be.
1: It, I, I, I have a very dear friend, Guido Ariel. He said to me, you know, Jews have to learn from Christians, and you will never hear an Orthodox Jew say that. And he's an Orthodox Jew, mm. and I respect him immensely. And that really shattered some walls that I had up um, that I have to change from this relationship where or, or it is not a real relationship. And that's why, no, Christians did not get it all wrong for very long, for all this time. They got a lot of things right, mm. and, to, and I am never—I'll say it, and I apologize— Um, I'm never going to accept Jesus in a way that you'll—I'll never accept Jesus as my Savior. I'll never accept Jesus. Um, But I will accept that Christianity got a lot of things
2: right. May I just ask you a question? This is a time for a pointed question. Will you accept as your Messiah, Messiah ben David? I have to. Well, okay. It requires that I'm— At this juncture, we'll leave it at that, Kaz said with a smile. Anyway, go ahead.
1: So, so um, these are there are going to be changes. I think the first change, the first milepost for Christians, and I'm not going to tell them to go there, and I don't understand exactly how they're going to get there, but replacement theology. Um, re- replacement theology was what as I understood it, was one of the basics of the of the of the church.
2: And and let's let's be I honest about it, this. This this actually began infiltrating into the quote unquote church uh, during uh, R- Roman occupation and during the introduction yeah. of the Catholicism. And I'm not going to spend all yeah. my time talking about Catholicism, but that was actually the 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 pinnacle point or the launching point of this. Uh, um, you know, uh, that is my, that exchange is my theology.
1: And to be honest, I'm not saying you know you have to uh, you have to reject replacement theology because it's not good for me as a Jew. I think um, from what I've seen, Chris, uh, replacement theology is damaging to Christians and Christianity.
2: Oh, absolutely. Let me just intercede. Yeah, I, I, you're going to have trouble talking for more than one sentence at a time because Kaz, sure. <laughs> you're, you're stirring me up. And, and the issue really is my. Christian friends, beware of this. If you embrace the scripture from Old Testament and New Testament, but in particular the Old Testament, if you embrace uh, the uh, replacement theology, you have robbed yourself of giant, giant chunks of your revered Old Testament. You need to know. Exactly. You need to know that
1: exactly. When when we when you read about in the Bible about King David going to En Gedi, I can take you to the precise. I'm talking. A one hundred yard square yard um, plateau where he camped out, looking down to King's Hall. Mm. I can take you to that spot. When the Torah says, when the, when the Bible talks about about um, grape rhymes in Samaria,
3: I can take you to
4: grape <laughs> rhymes in
1: Samaria. It is not an allegory. <laughs> no, it is no,
3: not no, 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 no,
2: Metaphor.
1: <laughs> These are the, the 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 prophet was was envisioning real. Grapevine.
2: Yes, yes, yes. Oh fish my, my.
1: Our fish. <laughs> and if you don't, if you don't go there first, and then learn the allegory. I also learn allegories and metaphors from the Bible sure. and, and and moral lessons. But sure. if you don't understand the simple reading first, that God wants you to live in this okay. world. And this is the world, and this is Israel.
5: Yes, we've got got
2: about two minutes left, Uh, uh, Adam, we've got two minutes left in this segment, so we're going to wind this down, but we're going to continue this topic because I think it's vital, the the misnomer of replacement theology in, in the next segment as well. But you've got about two minutes here, or let's say a minute and a half, to bring this segment to a close, Adam Eliyahu Berkowitz, who is a remarkable journalist for Israel 365 News. Adam?
1: And the Jews did not—God did not bring back the Jews for our benefit. It's certainly for our benefit. I much prefer being a Jew in Israel than I preferred being whatever I was outside of Israel. <laughs> uh, we are the priests of the world. The priest does not bring the sacrifice. The priest is the enabler. He's he's the facilitator for people to connect with God. Mm. And I am in Israel for you, Kaz. I am your connection to the God of Israel.
5: Ooh, okay? I accept that connection, not, by for, the way.
1: <laughs> it, it's not for my benefit. If I planted a grapevine in in Samaria, I did it for you, mm. for you to connect to that prophecy. But if you so, if you don't connect to that prophecy, then that harms me because I I did it for nothing.
2: Well, so but if, you were obedient. You connect, That's the issue. You were obedient. That's what you're called to be is obedient. Whether we we embrace it, then it's on us. That's also true. Let's bring this segment to a close because we have so much more to share in the final segment of this broadcast. So Adam, Eliahu <laughs> Berkowitz, and Kaz will be right back.
0: More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next on K-Praise. Or of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor.
2: Well, welcome back, my friends, Come Together San Diego, and my co-host for this illustrious hour, Adam Eliahu Berkowitz, and uh, he is a remarkable journalist for Israel 365 News, and we've opened the floodgates right now, and we're going to deal with these in this last segment of this hour, and the the topic is really replacement theology, and uh, where the church as we as we say, the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, where we have made an error, and we need to reconcile those things in order to be true to God's written word in the Torah and beyond. <laughs> and I'm going to hand the baton. Now that I've stirred things up, I'm going to uh, hand the spoon quickly to to uh, uh, Adam and say, okay, what do you want to do now, Adam? Lay it on us.
1: <laughs> well, I, I want to I tighten up a little of what you said. I don't know that... Christianity made an error, and if they did, it was an error um, with good intentions. When it comes to replacement theology, the first person who replaced, who, who taught me about replacement theology was Tommy Waller of Hayo Bell, um, and he literally plants trees and grapevines in Samaria, um, and he's making the prophecy happen. And he took his, a time out of to, out of his day to come to Jerusalem and explain to me what replacement theology is. And after I heard it, I said, he's, "He said, you know, Christianity believes that Judaism dropped the ball, and you know, it's God's work, so someone had to do it. So we picked it up. And when he put it like that, I'm like, that's actually really good. It's it's, mm. it's honorable. Um, and he was like, no, it's horrible. And I'm like, no, it's horrible, honorable. Um, and whether or not it was with good intentions or bad intentions, where we're holding now, um, the the very fact that the Jews are back in Israel um, is is clear proof in front of our eyes yes. that the covenant that was that God made with Abraham, that covenant, against all odds, is still standing. And and Nolly, it's like, can you imagine? There's unprecedented. That a nation would be taken out of its country in exile and brought back—it's never happened before in human history. Yes, you know, it's, once you're conquered, you're conquered, you're gone. And we came back, and we kept the covenant, and God rewarded us by returning us.
2: Yes, and and, and in, in 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 the uh, Torah, uh, who would believe that a, a nation could be born in one day? I mean, this—we're talking about Torah mm-hmm. scripture.
1: Mhm: Exactly. And, 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 the, and the language came back, and uh, Hebrew is a, is, a, is a modern miracle. Yeah, and, and what we've accomplished in, in 80, 90 years is, is unbelievable. It is And it's all through, 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 through God's will. That being said, if we are not being replaced, then Christians need us. Just as we need Christians, say
2: that again because that's this is pivotal to what we're going we're talking about. Say that again, Adam.
1: Oh, I'm so glad you like that. I'm waiting for you to turn around and say, Adam, you've gone too far on this one. No, 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 um, no, no, no. Okay, if we are the the second party in the covenant with God, then you need us. Otherwise, that covenant does not exist in the world anymore. And that covenant is the Bible. That's what the Bible is. You know when, when, when Christianity came up with a new Bible or their Bible, um, they wrote it down, they called it the New Testament, because there was an old one. yes. and the old one, that Testament is the covenant. In, in, in Hebrew, they called the New Testament the the, the 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 new covenant. okay Because that, I think is one of the bases of Christianity is that there was a new covenant, yes, but the old covenant, we're here, we're in Israel, we have this covenant. If you want to connect with the God of Israel who made the covenant with Abraham, well, there's one way to do that.
2: Preach it, brother. Preach it.
1: So you need us, and you can't have a Jew to act as your cohen, to act as your priest, to connect you to the God of Israel if you convert us. that's
2: mm, that That's a—, that, uh, that's a that's a, a a statement that i need to to uh, sip on chew on that one say that one again if if we don't
1: you, you cannot have a jew to be your Kohen, to be your representative as a as the second part of the covenant with god you cannot have a jew do that
2: if you convert him, okay. Can, and and I, as a Christian, and I know you're not going to take offense because we are good enough friends to to that. But I would say, as a Christian, we do have a Jew as our high priest. And see, then, 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 then the fireworks start uh, blasting. But I'm I'm not even going to go there right now. I want you to continue this no, thought. I'm cool because
1: with that. I'm cool with that
2: because because cool we're we're that. at a pivotal time, my my listening friend. This is a time where everybody everybody needs to rethink our relationship with the creator. And he's got some nuggets there that have been buried for, you know, millennia that he's wanting to dust off and say, this is really what I was talking about. And everybody has to revisit what we thought we knew. And I know Adam will agree with that. So we, you know, we've got maybe five minutes or so left in this segment. So I'm going to let you uh, carry this to fruition as much as we can, Adam. Right. Okay.
1: And and by the way, I want to say that, first of all, this comes really from a place of love and maybe And this is developing. This is a developing story. Okay. From the Jewish side, one of the issues I have that I'm trying to work on from my side is that if the Jews and the Christians have this, I have a requirement to be a kohen, to be a priest for, um, for, for the nation. So I have to open up my door. And there are too many Jews who say the only meaningful spiritual relationship that can exist between Jews and Christians is when the Christian is trying to convert the Jews, and that is their hidden agenda. That is why they want to—that is why Kaz Taylor wants to talk to Adam Eliau. is Kaz Taylor wants to convert Adam Eliau? And I'm willing to say, I'm willing to say no. We—not only can we do more, we are required— by the covenant, we're required by the prophecy, we're required by God to do more than that. We have to be a nation of priests. Yes. And if the priest locks up the the, the, the gates to the to the Beta to, to the temple, then the priest is not a priest anymore.
2: Wow. You know what, my friend, what, what, this dialogue and the, the words that Adam has shared have, have needed to be heard for centuries, yes, maybe even for millennia, because this is the coming together that God has intended since, uh, you know, Adam and Eve times. I mean, this, he wants to restore that intimate relationship as in garden Garden relationship. So this is Adam. I I am so honored. I say Adam because uh, I smile because uh, your name is well chosen as Adam Adam as well. Um, But uh, this is God's heart cry. He wants to restore that intimacy that He had designed and intended from the very beginning. So uh, three minutes to make finalize your point there, Adam. (laughs)
1: Well, that's what that's what. So this is actually the hard part for me is um, is dealing with the Jews who reject that. The Christians, you know, I, I have very dear Christian friends, um, one or two of them who, they're, they're wonderful, I love Israel, I love Israel, but you should accept Jesus. And I'm like, okay, so we go through that moment of uncomfortableness, and then we go back to praising God together. Uh-huh. But my, my bigger problem is actually with the Jews who have closed the door. And I, I think when a Jew was living in the exile, that was necessary jews living in the exile in germany and in russia and, yes. and in spain and even in america we had to keep our judaism inside uh-huh. um, keep the light inside and and build walls but a jew in israel is has the ability and i think even the requirement to open up the door and to relate to christians and i don't have to be afraid that my Grandchildren are going to convert or anything like that. Mm. My children, they speak, unless you speak Hebrew, you're not going to be relating too well to my kids. Um, and the Jews have the requirement to open up the doors? It would make it easier, more pleasant <laughs> and facilitated if um, people didn't preach to us. Um, it, I understand that Jesus is great for you, but it's like offering uh, a diabetic candy.
2: If you, if
1: you come down from that, it will make things much easier, and what we have at stake is God's will.
2: My listening friend, uh, we're coming to the close of, of Come Together San Diego for this hour. It goes so fast, Adam, it goes so fast. Oh, my but, gosh. But, but uh, we, we need to be truth seekers. And uh, as if we commit to do that, and our Jewish friends that are truth seekers, we will find an amazing common denominator that either neither one of us really know the fullness of. So my listening friend, uh, we'll be inviting Adam back for future interviews and things like that. But my listening friend, what a great joy to have you on Come Together San Diego. And we're glad we could stir the pot a little bit with Adam Eliyahu yeah. Berkowitz uh, with uh, Israel 365 News. Check it out. Uh, until we meet again, just know that God loves you and he's leading you where He wants you to be. God bless you, and thank you, Adam. God bless you all.
0: Thanks for joining Kaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a coworker, and then let's all Come Together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. On K-Praise.